It's okay. How are you? I can't hear you. Your microphone. There we go. There we go. Sorry, I'm late. You know what's funny? It's like, how can you be late from your own home? <laughs> I love it. I was doing my albums and I was blissfully sat here away signing and then I was like, <gasps> anyway, I'm so sorry. But how are you? Hey, and I guess the kids are back in school, so you can't even blame them. No, I can't. But you know what it is? I now cram in so much to when they're not here. I think I'm like a Wonder Woman and can get all this stuff down. Really. <laughs> I get distracted. Anyway, but I'm here. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. It's been quite an eventful weekend, actually, just because it's, it's been so busy with, with, with work, which is so delightful. After yes. such a crazy time, it's so nice to have had, to almost feel back to normal in a way, and to be busy. It's been great. I mean, so I've got to start, like, normally with that stage of blog interviews, I go away and do a little bit of research but with you I don't feel like I even needed to there's so much like I want to talk about with you oh, and the chance to finally get to chat to you um, and I want to say a huge big thank you because um, obviously I, I've started that stage of blog about two years ago and yeah. it's been a struggle sometimes and even like throughout lockdown running a theatre blog when there's no theatre has been a challenge yeah I bet and there were moments where I kind of wanted to throw the towel in. Yeah. And then more recently, being invited to, as a guest, to come and watch your show, and then being invited to interview you, I kind of remember how lucky and honoured I am to, oh. to do this. And you know how what? It is. I, I think lockdown has done that for people. I think it's yeah. people... Well, I say that. I think it's obviously been tricky for... for, for for lots of people for many reasons but for me it's made me so appreciative of of our job and I'm I am always grateful for it but I think I'm grateful in in slightly different ways sometimes I'm usually grateful when you get a you're doing a big job or you get an incredible you get a innovation or you do some you know something massive like that but actually after lockdown to actually be just in front of an audience and be doing a gig and be with other musicians and be have that that kind of experience in a room, that's what I've been grateful for. And it's kind of like sent me back to basics almost. And also I think people have been really starved of live entertainment. And yeah. usually being back at Proud has been the messages I've got from people or talking to people after the show, how people are like, oh, I just needed to get out and I needed to see something. And and it wasn't enough to just go for a drink or go for dinner. You know, that was a, that was a blessing in, in the beginning, but now, People need to that escapism. They need a, a, a reason. They need a reason to go out and to to focus on something. And I think that's what Proud does, which is great. And it is brilliant. Like I say, so I was lucky enough to be there on Friday to see the show. So this is Cabaret All Stars. It is, yeah. A company, so Denise Van Alten has Saturday nights and you're doing Friday nights. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it looks like you're having a ball. And like I say, you're teamed up. So Ian Stroyer, Miss Belmichelli, who you worked with back in Rent in Concert. Yeah, love, I love it. before then? We have known, we've got a lot of mutual friends um, and we've done various concerts and, and bits and pieces together. Um, but Rent was probably the first time we worked together. We've worked together since doing various uh, concerts and I've been to perform at his shows and vice versa. We did uh, some bits at the Hippodrome together. Um, 
But he's amazing. And I think, I think what he does as Velma is he's one of the best, you know, it's, it's also rare that a lot of drag artists don't sing like him. He sings like a dream. And I think he has a real unique quality to engage in an audience and to entertain an audience. He's kind of born to perform, you know, you use that, that phrase lightly, but he, or oh, Velma is, you know, it's just, it, it, he blows me away really. I'm gonna marry the tongue how quick especially oh. when you've got a live audience yeah in that invite it's kind of what scares me the most you know it's i find that the singing is fine the singing is what i do i'm used to that i'm, I'm with patters in my own gigs and talking to a crowd when it's me talking about my songs and my show and that that's easy for me but suddenly being in an environment where i I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm comparing really in a sense. And I'm talking about artists that I, I haven't worked with before. I, I don't, I didn't know them before proud, which is, I find tough because you don't want to give them the wrong intro. You don't want to get anything wrong. You want to make sure you know their credits, you know, so that's been interesting. But what I have loved about it is it has been a bit of a challenge and I overly joyed to be back on stage and to be at proud and, and the venue's fantastic the producers are great you know it's a really nice setup um but also it's 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 been a challenge for me to suddenly step into this compare role you know which has has been has been great fun to get over you know and go oh, okay that's another thing i can i can do okay i can that's great i've learned something and i like that i think too because I, I went over to paris to the moulin rouge and it does feel like a kind of London's own little Moulin Rouge. You've got a huge stage in the middle and then all the, the seatings around everywhere. Yeah, it definitely feels like something unique. I mean, I know that the show or a form of show was going on at Proud before lockdown and has, has been going. Alex um, Alex has has done an incredible job of, of creating something that's very uni unique and very different. And especially at the moment, 
but there's not much else going on. And he's bringing people together that would probably never normally be together, um, you know, for a show. Because some of the guys over from Vegas are so huge. You know, they have their own shows over in, in Vegas. And obviously Vegas is shut down right now. So they can, they can be here. And then obviously Denise and myself and Velma, you know, all these people that have come together to do, to do this, this, this show that I think is, is a brilliant night of entertainment. And I think that's what we have to kind of go back to sometimes is that people want to go out, they want to be wowed, they want to have fun, they want to interact, um, they want to be entertained and they get proud you get to do all of that and have a nice dinner. <laughs> and feel safe because from, from the moment you, you walk in, your temperature check, your, your yeah. track and trays, and you're all seated separately. The, the waiting staff is so, so good. It's so yeah. efficient. Like, well, I think, yeah, I think with Proud, it is, it's ticking all the boxes. They're getting everything right. They can function probably more so than a theatre can because it is a restaurant as such. It's, yeah. they can, you can have the space, you can have, because uh, it's got the two levels as well. So people do feel safe. They're, they're, they're doing everything that they should be doing, but it still feels like there's atmosphere in there. There's, it still feels quite busy because of how it's set out and people are sat down. I think the, the sad thing about the theatres is they, they, can't, they can't work like that. They, they can't work at a small capacity like that, which I think is a real, is a real shame. And I wanted to ask, I, I noticed your, your lovely husband was there watching the show as well. <laughs> he was. How special is that to just have a, a babysitter for the kids and then bring your husband to, to work? Yeah, I mean, so many, so many great things. Yes, it was a night out for him and, and we're not, we don't get out much at the moment. I mean, who does? Who does? No, exactly. Um, and, and I said to him, you know, you need to come sooner rather than later because things change by the day at the moment. Yeah. Lockdowns, or, 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 you know, if, if people track and trace, you know, things can change. You could get, you could get taken out of something so quickly. So I said, so come sooner rather than later because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and it was really nice and he loved it. He doesn't always come and see everything I'm in because otherwise he'd be with me all the time. But <laughs> he, does, he does support, you know, he does support. And I said to him, I think you'll really enjoy this. And he did. And he's, he's quite a good critic, you know, because he knows me very well. And he's also seen me do a lot. And he just said it was a really good night out I really enjoyed myself and it kind of gave gave us everything we wanted so yeah it was nice to have him there because <laughs> I, I can't even remember when which was the last show you did where it was like eight shows a week um I think it was Wonderland Land on tour I think well I did the play after that I yeah. did a play um, but not but musicals wise yeah, Wonderland was the last thing. And do you think that it's because you've obviously got two young boys now, whether that's kind of informed? Because I, I spoke recently to, to Natasha Barnes about how she's now kind of more selective about what work she picks. and Because it's got to be right, because it's a huge sacrifice to kind of give up motherhood every night of the week. Is that, do you feel it's impacted your choices and how you've steered your career now? Um, yes and no. I mean... Pre-lockdown, I was so busy. Like, I was so busy as in, I'd just done my new album. I was going, I was, I had lots of concerts booked in. I was going to Japan. I was touring, kind of Belfast. I was touring the UK a little bit with my own show. 
And although um, I was away a lot, I wasn't away for long periods of time. So I was sporadically, you know, I would go off and do a couple of nights here, might go and do a week in Japan. And for me, that works really well because I'm only away for short periods and then I can be home. If I was to do a show of eight times a week, I mean, I'd have to leave home at three, four o'clock every day. Wednesday would be all day. Saturday would be gone. I would only get Sunday with my kids. So it does make me think about it. However, that sounds quite like I would be choosy, but I think a lot of it depends on what's about and what's, what's kind of coming your way. Because I think if the right show came came calling I, I think I would really try and make it work um so I think it's more about circumstance rather than choice um but I I was nice and busy and I, I was quite grateful for that but uh yeah I mean who knows I mean if the right show came up then absolutely but it would but it would have to be the right show if I, I wouldn't just go and do anything because of the sacrifice that it is and theatre is a sacrifice because it's hard work but it's brilliant hard work you know it's 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 an amazing job to do do your kids have any interest in theatre do you think they you might see them one day take it to the, the stage themselves possibly my youngest possibly um i mean he's only he's about would to you encourage it well well i wouldn't i wouldn't not encourage it i mean he he goes to um he's only five but he goes to emile dale which is is a is a theatre school just around the corner from me. Um, it's a brilliant college and I've done a few little workshops there and they have a kids club thing on a, on a Sunday, which he goes to for a couple of hours and he loves it. And he comes home singing and he dances around the kitchen. And I love that it brings him so much joy. I, I don't know how I will, how I will continue with it because I just, I'm taking each day as, as, a, as it comes, right. I guess. You know, we'll support them whatever they want to do. My other one loves his football and loves his sport. So, and we just, you know, I'm stood on the side of a of a of a football field most mornings with with that one. So, um, for me, it's about them being happy and whatever they find joy in is is what I'll support and what I'll you know encourage them to do. And for you, when did it start? How old were you when you first kind of were interested in the arts? I know, obviously, you trained at Lane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was long before that. I, I, I mean, I just went locally. I, I, I'm doing a book at the moment, actually, and I talk about all this early stuff. Which has been really interesting and kind of almost cathartic to go over all this yeah. history and talk about it and, you know, enjoy everything that I've done over the years because we're so quick to move on to the next thing. You don't stop and go, oh, my goodness, I've done all these amazing things. Um, but, yeah, I did start quite early. I, I went to, like, a local dance school. And again, I think I just really enjoyed it. It was I, I loved – I just loved it. I loved everything about it, the, the community that it took me in, like-minded people, having the music on all the time and – being physical I think was was huge for me because my voice I think came a lot later but it was all about the dancing and the physicality and I loved sport at school I liked being active um and I just loved you know doing physical activity to music I think that's what sparked it for me yeah because I was about to ask so when when did that distinctive Kerry Alice growl <laughs> come from like <laughs> I don't really know. I think it was quite encouraged. It's probably Brian's fault. I mean, it was definitely right. encouraged in Rock You. Yeah. I mean, there's that 
it has been em embellished a little bit in No One But You over the years. And, <laughs> and it definitely, I think it, it, I don't know if it came from there before, whether I was playing with it before, but it's really funny. It's something I'm kind of not really, I'm aware of it now. I think probably because of Wicked and everyone went mint and people named it the growl. Yeah. And I, I wasn't really aware of it before then. It was just something I kind of did sometimes, not always. Um, but it, it would always get a good reaction. So I, I started to use it perhaps a little bit more, but it wasn't something that was kind of planned or manipulated. It was just something that happened. And it, I think it's just the rock chick in me and I, it comes out sometimes if I'm really into something. <laughs> it's funny, very funny. And you mentioned Dr. Brian May there. So you back in the studio, was it last week? Working on something? Oh my God, yeah, we are. Oh, is, he? Is, is he well? He's all right. I mean, he had a bit of a wobble yeah. uh, early on in lockdown, but he had some treatment. He had some heart treatment and I think he's doing great. Um, you know, I mean, you've got you, a fair play to him. I mean, Brian's, you know, 70 and he's yeah. been running around the world his entire life. You know, lockdown has probably given him a chance to just stop and sit down and, and not be, not be, not have all those pressures on him and not be, you know, pulled in a million directions. Um, but yeah, he is, he's great. And and he completely shut down. When we did lockdown, he literally didn't see a soul, you know, because they were high risk, I guess, him and Anita, they were probably yeah. quite quite high risk. So they, they really protected themselves. But now obviously things have been loosened slightly. Um, yeah, we found a way to get back in the studio. We had our first day, first week last week and I'm seeing him tomorrow working on we because before lockdown happened we were we were about two and a half songs into a new venture a new album if you like so that was it was fun and then obviously it stopped so we're trying to pick that up now which is which is exciting and is it right you're, you're hoping for something to be released before christmas well yes um so <laughs> I, did, I did a song i did a song with some writers up in manchester Andy and John, um, who are brilliant writers. They do a lot of things for Eurovision and uh, other other people. They write for other people. And we've been working together for maybe, I don't know, a year, a couple of years on and off, trying things out. And we had a Christmas song last year, almost ready, but it didn't quite happen. It just didn't, you know, it just didn't, wasn't meant to be, I don't think. So this year, I thought, well, why not? Why don't we put it out? You know, it just seems such a shame that we've got this great song that we're sitting on. Why don't we just put it out? So I think we might self self release it um, at Christmas. And so I took it to Brian to have a listen mainly, and he loved it. He got really excited about it, and and I was like, well, of course I'd love you to play on it, and he did, which is great. And he's kind of you know tweaking it a little bit as well, putting his little stamp on it as well so hopefully it will it will be out for christmas and it's new it's something new which is really exciting it's not a cover it's new and it's good i think it's good <laughs> it's catchy and then also so we've got to talk about your podcast which you, you launched back in april and 13 episodes so it's 13 episodes. right through to july incredible yeah. guests like oh, was that fun to like reconnect with all those people. Oh my God. Well, the podcast has been a bit of a lifeline for me, if I'm honest. Um, I was, I was, I'd done one uh, for a few years ago called Acting Up with Jamie Crick. And I was just a, um, a featured 
guest presenter, if you like, and there was myself and Johnny Bunyan and Jamie Quick, and we would have various artists come in and talk, and it was great fun. And I thought to myself, you know, I, I think I could do this on my own. I think I could have a little go at doing my own one. I'd love to, you know, have my own show and, uh, and have, you know, just be in control of it all, basically. Yeah. So, you know, it got put on the back burner, really, because as things do, and I'm super busy. And, and then, obviously, lockdown, I had all this time, and, and I, needed, I needed something to do that, was, that gave me purpose, because I, I was singing a bit in my living room, as everybody was. Um, I was selling my albums, because, obviously, I'd done this, and then I couldn't... I was going to take them to live gigs. I, it wasn't online, my album. I had all these hard copies that I wanted to be able to sell at my gigs. And then lockdown happened. So I put my albums online and just kind of sent them out and became my own little production company, which was great. And that was keeping me going, but I needed something creative to do. So I thought, well, I'll speak to Martin, who's, a, who's the producer of the show. And he'd, we'd spoke before about doing one. And again, we kept chatting, but it kept getting put on the back burner. And I said, well, can we do it in some way? And he's like, yeah, we can do it over Zoom. People can do it from home. And if, you know, if you've got a microphone, we can set it up, no problem. Yeah. So I messaged a load of people that I knew. I you know, dropped Alfie Bowerline and Bev and Denise and Kimberly and all these lovely people that I've had worked with or, ha or, or crossed over at certain times and said, look, I'm going to do this podcast from home. Will you come and be a guest? Can I chat to you? Because I want to talk about lockdown and I want to talk about the other side of theatre that people don't see. I want to, you know, just have a general chat. And we tried it and season one came out and everybody seemed to love it. And we've just finished season two. We've just wrapped it, which is so exciting. The guests are amazing. And then we did a live, a live season finale in London at a venue um, on Saturday, which will be, obviously it will be the, the live, um, audio at the end of the season but also there's going to be a, uh, a a visual of it so you'll be able to you'll be able to stream it at some point and with the songs will be in the stream so um yeah i had three guests wicked special three wicked guests and uh they sang and it was such a beautiful afternoon it was so, we had a little live audience of about 25 30 people and it was just joyous it was so lovely and i'm i'm kind of still a little bit pinching myself that with you know season two in because it was a little venture I went on I didn't know how successful it would be I didn't know if people would want to listen and we've had really good responses and people have loved it so season two is done and, I, and little exclusive but I think it's coming out um my first was coming out on Wednesday yay amazing yeah so excited so excited and Alexa you've, you've not stopped have you and we, we can talk about Fossey Foley Barrett Ballet. Oh, that's a, I know, that's a, that's a tongue twister, isn't it? The Fossey Fo Forest Ballet. Fossey Forest Ballet. Say that to me. Like you're struggling with it as well. Oh my God, I'm glad <laughs> I didn't have to say it. This is a brain challenge. I mean, did you, were you familiar with Phil Joel's incredible videos that he was putting out during lockdown? How did you get involved in this whole thing? Well, <laughs> I got tagged in some tweet and I... <laughs> I didn't, I'm not really a big Twitter. I don't really use Twitter much anymore, but I got tagged in this thing and people were, were tagging me, like retweeting it. So I had a look, but didn't really get the, um, 
what it was. I mean, I just saw his little uh, skit, you know, saying something about, I'd love to have Coriolis or something or other. And it made me giggle. Anyway, it went away and I didn't really think about it. And then Racky Flues, who um, is a brilliant director, dropped me a message on, I can't remember if it was on Instagram and says, I'm doing this thing over Zoom. Um, Well, I'm doing this little uh, thing for charity. It's a little kind of, episode of a, or a pilot for an episode yeah. um uh, will you will you do it we just want to call you over zoom and chat and but i was like yeah yeah no problem so we did it and it was it's really fun i don't i do hardly anything in it but the concept of it is fantastic and I, and again it's it's for a great cause and i they're going to raise a bit of money for well they already have raised some money for charity and yeah they're aiming to raise. i think it's ten thousand pounds for theater trust and acting for others that's it and i think they've done pretty well already so um so yeah it was nice nice thing to do and again just to be creative i mean i again i i play myself so i don't really do anything but it was just nice to do something that that was just out of the norm and, and and creative so yeah that was fun i don't know when it's coming out i guess it's soon because they've started to put some promo out about it i think yeah they've started to edit it down um and like i say it's a pilot so hopefully if it does go well <laughs> they'll be able to extend it into a full series yeah so who knows i mean we don't know the problem is things are changing all the time so yeah. we just don't know and i think that's what the difficulty with the theaters they can't plan and you can't just chuck on a big show with no notice you know you need need notice to to rehearse it, to audition it, to, to direct it, to put it on, to sell it. You know, there's so much involved that it's really tricky and we can't have capacity at the moment. So it's, it's yeah. hard. I mean, it's nice to see they did Songs of a New World last yeah. night, um, a socially distanced uh, audience. And that was great. It was great that things are happening. I just, I hope we can, you know, move on and get, get further on I think I feel like we're you know a bit stagnant at the moment yeah and they did announce that Les Mis is coming back for the Christmas run did they I didn't see yeah. that yeah. Oh, that's good oh but it's got talent they had a they presented the sh- a little special finale yeah I, I, I saw that was gonna happen I mean I didn't yeah. see I saw that they were all in it oh yeah, amazing it's, on sale now. it's available the, the, the stage um, concert version that they did before yeah, to a socially distanced audience. Yeah, it will be. So it'll be at the Sun Theatre. Um, so it'll be down the road from where it was. Um, but yeah, hopefully it'll be... That's good. The Palladium Panto's coming back. So. I saw about that. I saw that. Well, that's good. You know, they're all, they're all trying, which is great. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you been to see much while you've been doing lockdown? Do you get to see much theatre? Not really. Not really. I mean, I I did the drive-in, so that yeah. when we first opened up, I I went and did that, which was kind of the first time that things were even being done, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, I haven't been to see anything yet because obviously last um, I was I was doing um, my podcast finale when Songs of a New World was was happening, so I couldn't do that, but. I will try and support something. It's very difficult with the kids and because I'm doing various bits of jobs, like with Proud, obviously, you don't want to try your luck too much either. You know, with Proud, I'm there, I'm with a lot of people. Um, you know, again, it's all, it's all very, um, 
it, it conforms it does all, all the things that it should do but when you're going in and out of London and you know you just start thinking well I, I shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't rock the boat too much just yet <laughs> okay. um, and I wanted to ask so with regards to your future you've always kind of touched on it you kind of you, you just see things when they align but do you is there anything that you aspire to or any roles that you kind of or a path that you'd you certainly want your career to take in the future yeah well I think what's what I like is variety I love that I can be in a studio one day I can be on a stage the next I can be you know recording a podcast the next day writing my book that you know I love that I'm it's always different outlets that's what keeps me going I, I enjoy that I'm never doing exactly the same thing every day um but I think I've never done much, haven't done much telly. I would, I wouldn't mind having a go at a little bit more telly um, just because I haven't done a lot of it. So that might be a nice little new avenue to go down. Um, and yeah, new things are, are exciting for me. Um, new, new musicals. I love doing workshops where I'm just in, you know, working on new material for a week with the, with the artists and the writers and the directors. I like that because it's, it's quick, it's creative, and, and you're there at source, which I quite like. Um, and obviously music feeds me, so I will continue to, to, to do my music. And who knows, Brian and I may go out again on tour one day. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I'm not that busy. <laughs> are there any songs that you, um, dare I say, get tired of singing, or a bit like, uh, here we go again? <laughs> Well, for me, um, Gravity for me has to be, I won't just get up, like they wanted me to sing Gravity at Proud. And for me, it has, because I love it so much. And I think that I had such an amazing time with the show uh, and I've sung it so much since that for me now, it has to be in the right environment. So if, if I'm going to sing it at the Albert Hall with the orchestra, yes, I'm going to do it. If I'm going to sing it for, I do a lot of gigs for Raymond Gubby with his big orchestra in all the big stages, yes, I'm going to do it. Um, it, it depends on the environment when I'm going to, when I'm going to do that because I think the song dictates, dictates the situation. I think that it has to, it has to be, of a, of a level that's fantastic or else I don't do it you know and, and because I just think that if people see it in a underwhelming performance or environment it just doesn't have the same effect and I would just rather sing something else um, but no I, don't, I definitely I don't get tired of it I, I could find it difficult at times because it's a hard song but I definitely don't get tired I don't get tired of singing I dreamed a dream memory you know those classics that have been sung you know, to death, I don't get tired of them. And I think that's because they're brilliant songs. Yeah. I don't get tired of singing any of the Queen stuff. You know, it's great. And if you're doing a concert, you get to put all the good songs together. So that's quite nice as well. I'm not singing them every day. This might have come up when you've been writing your book, but are there any moments that you're, you're most proud of? Because, I mean, you've got such an extensive career. Are there any key moments where you just think, yeah, that, that one... Yeah, um, uh, uh, there's, there are so many. Um, the Festival of Remembrance has to be pretty big. I did that with Brian, um, I think it was in 2010 or 2011. 
and that was pretty special just because of the sense of occasion and it just it, it was just it was just magical it really was i mean anytime i get to perform at the albert hall is yeah. is brilliant um but there's so many but being on broadway for the first time being in the west end for the first time um releasing my own album uh, you know being signed to a record label there's so many moments um which is why the book has been inspired i think because there's so many great things to talk about i also wanted to write it before i not forget them but before <laughs> i lose track of what you know what i've done um but yeah there's there's just so many and i'm so grateful that there has been so many and have you got a title for the book yet have you worked no, something out We've got lots. We've got <laughs> a lot. Um, we've got a lot. And we're, there's, there's a list. There's a long list. Well, I love the title for your, your podcast, Keep Calm and Carry On. That's... It's good, isn't it? <laughs> it's really good, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it, it's also everything that, that, that we need to do right now, you know, because there's a lot of uncertainty, especially in the, in the theatre industry and in the, in the performance industry there is a lot of uncertainty and what we do need to do is just take a minute and keep calm and, uh, and carry on, you know, it will come back. We will be okay. People are starting to make steps to get back out there. And, and I think that we will get there. And of course, if there is, if there does become a, a vaccine, then we're all, you know, we're game on. Yeah, exactly. And you talk, I, you're a huge, huge advocate for, for mental health. And I know you've done a lot of work raising awareness for that. Um, but how, how is it for you and your family, your children? Like, how was it having your kids at home? Was it? Yeah, well, well, thank you for starters. I mean, I, I, I feel very fortunate to, um, to have the support that I have. You know, I have great family. I have parents, in-laws, friends obviously my husband and my kids and I'm lucky to be surrounded by good people. And I think that's, that's a lot to do with mental health. You know, I think if you have a support network, um, it just helps, you know, it helps you when you have those days and it's, it's hard, you know, or you have a dark day, having that support around you to pick you up is, is brilliant. And so I do wherever I can, I reach out and help, you know, if I, if people want me to do something, of course I will help um, because I think it's a really tough, tough thing. And I, I'm, I'm nervous of what will happen coming out of lockdown. I think that it's going to be a, a, a world of mental health issues because I think what our industry does is give people escapism. It gives all those people that don't fit into sports or, 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 uh, academics or whatever it is you know they find they find theater because theater is their thing and that's not happening at the moment and then for and for people of people of every day you know they find that escapism in theater or in performance and that's not being it's not being harnessed at the moment so i think coming out of this there's going to be so many people that are going to struggle probably that are struggling right now and also the people in the industry are probably really struggling um on a personal note i I was okay to start with <laughs> because I still, you know, things were in my diary and then obviously they started to be taken out or postponed or, and Japan was a big one for me. I was meant to be going to Japan in August and 
a few gigs got taken away beforehand and I was like well I'm still going to Japan that's fine and then Japan was a big job and then when that went or got postponed I it wasn't that day it was a few days after that I just I remember I was stood in the kitchen and I was doing something very mundane like washing up the cups or whatever it was and I just burst into tears which is so unlike me I'm very level-headed I very rarely cry at home you know I'm just I just don't get emotional like that and I just sobbed and my husband was like why on a minute what's happened and I was just like I'm just so sad one because I just I don't know what's going to happen I don't know how long it's for and all those things that I can control normally of mm. I can create a gig I can look for um a new job or there's there's opportunity had suddenly been taken away and I think it was fear of what's going to happen for me and is that it am I, is my is my what I've spent the last 40 years creating just done what's what's going to happen so I did have a moment <laughs> um and I, I think that took a little week or so but then I did find my way and I think it's why I then put all my efforts into my podcast and just started channeling that energy to, to try and give myself focus and purpose. Um, so, you know, for me on that level, I think, well, if, if that's affected me, um, you know, who does have all that support, who is very optimistic, you know, cup half full person always, um, for that to have hit me, then I dread to think if somebody's already struggling, how it's hitting other people. It makes me it makes me a little bit anxious, and I think, oh, we could be coming up to a bit of a time of it. Amazing. Well, I shall let you get on and carry on signing those albums. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Where are they available then? Are they on your website? Just on my website, just on kerryellis.com. <laughs> I might put them on when I when I finally get rid of all the ones I have in my house. I might put it on iTunes, but until they're gone, I'm just going to sit and. I quite enjoy sitting from my house and, you know, writing a little note on them and sending them out. It, it's quite, it, it's quite nice and it feels like it's a bit more personal than it just being sent out from a, a record label. So I'm quite enjoying that. It's nice. And are they sending out worldwide? They are. <laughs> look at this. I even have these. This will make you chuckle. Look, I even have my overseas little stamps. Look. Amazing. Very organised. <laughs> it's very funny. I've had, yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been lovely actually. It's been nice. My husband just keeps moaning because obviously I get these deliveries from Amazon that are like big boxes of envelopes and stuff. And he's every five minutes there's envelopes or stamps or something coming through the door. <laughs> he's like, stop ordering things. <laughs> so I've got to send my album out. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, thank you so so much. And. Um, enjoy the rest like I say we don't know what's around the corner but just keep smashing it and enjoying the show on Fridays thank you it was lovely to see you and thank you for coming yeah. to this was lovely really no nice. problem thank you we'll see you soon on the other side yay <laughs> it's a strange time and theatre's been hit hard but you are here and we are live so please tell